0: The Automotive News Canada podcast is brought to you by Diamond Coat. Did you know Diamond Coat has a 96% claims approval rate? This translates into happy customers and repeat service business. But really, you get much, much more when you become a Diamond Coat dealer. Advantages like in-house chemical manufacturing, product fulfillment, bilingual claims support, and a highly experienced team with decades of F&I experience. Visit diamondcoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat. We've got you covered.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the August 5th, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Lason, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. My guest today is a real communicator. He helped a Canadian dealer group develop a software program that allows it to text its customers, keep them happy, make dealers more efficient, and save them money. The program was so successful, it was bought by a tech firm out of Quebec. He'll tell us why voicemail is where customer service goes to die, and why text messaging is the new follow-up phone call. All that and more when I speak with Senior Vice President of Strategic Partnerships North America at Komobi Dan Robinson, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Dan, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Greg, thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure. It is. It really is. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you on. For the benefit of our listeners, and in a nutshell, tell us what is it Komobi does.
0: Komobi is a is a, a a vendor for dealers that does instant messaging for dealers. Uh, which it seems to me that dealerships, uh, when communicating with clients, are using things like email and and voicemail. And I'll tell you what it's it, voicemail is where customer service goes to die. I think that's the key. We allow dealers through a platform to instantly message dealers, set up messaging to, to customers through text, uh, and we also have a payment solution. So um, texting customers links to go ahead and, and go on to the Komobi Pay platform and pay for their service on their vehicle through our solution. We've got about 1,200 stores currently utilizing one or more of our solutions In uh, in Canada and the and the US. So it's a there's an appetite in the in the auto space for this uh, solution, for sure.
1: I agree with you. I I think any information voicemail is where it goes to die. I I mean, let's face it. Just personally, I don't check voicemail or rarely answer phone text really is the way people communicate these days, isn't it?
0: here's a great example, Greg. I saw a situation, Alex, one of the founders of Komobi and I were doing a little bit of investigation and kind of looking at the system. And in real time, we saw on our system, there was a Ford store out West, I think in Calgary, where the service writer had gone out and, and done a video of the rear brakes on a Ford Explorer. And it was a 30 second video of the brakes and the brake wear and that that, that the, it required work and she quoted the work I think it was a $900 job pushed the button and sent that out to the guest and within four minutes the customer responded by text within the Komobi system and said yeah go ahead with the work now if you think about the flip side of that where the writer today or you know in in years past they would have had to pick up the phone called the customer not likely got a hold of the customer at work probably went to voicemail. While the car is sitting on the hoist, and the tech is waiting for some kind of a response, uh, the customer calls back to the dealership when they get the message, and then likely they're not going to get in touch with the writer because the writer may be busy with somebody else. So the phone's ringing. You know, it's just it's one of these things where hours could go by. The tech's not going to wait that long. The car comes off the hoist. It goes outside. The, the tech brings another car in to, to, to be worked on, and it's this it's, it's brain damage is what it is. And when you see it live, it, it really it really tells you that why would we do it any other way than to update a customer with work and maybe upsell work in the shop with a video that the customer can respond to instantly.
1: So let me ask you this. Uh, I'm going to rephrase a question that I was going to ask you, but I was going to say, what is it dealers want from the software? But I think we've answered what it is the customer wants from the software and what the dealer gets from the software. That's almost instantaneous communication. But I'm wondering. Who wanted it first? Is this dealers reacting to the customer? The customers demanding it from the dealer? I just wonder how we got to this point before we move forward in this conversation.
0: So I think this will answer the question for you, Greg. J.D. Power does a survey every year. And part of it is, I want to keep this PG, but what pisses customers off the most is the lack of communication about readiness of a vehicle in the service department. That's the big beef that customers have with car dealers. It's not getting timely information about or updates about, you know, is my car finished and when is it going to be finished? And, you know, so I think that's a, that's, you know, in polling customers, customers are saying this, maybe not out loud to dealers, but they're sure saying it to people that are, you know, conducting those surveys. And then the dealers and, you know, companies like ours are responding to that saying, how do we solve to this? So I don't think it's a chicken or the egg thing. I think that it's just technology has evolved to the point where we can now, you know, we can touch customers with the right message at the right time and get them the information that they need instantly.
1: Well, I think you make a great point because we can book an Uber and watch that Uber on a map make its way to our destination. We can order a pizza online and be told when it's being put in the oven. We almost know Everything about everything we're ordering this day and age, except maybe the car on the hoist. Do you have a sense of a percentage of dealers who are now using this type of technology or how many are falling behind? Can you sort of paint a picture of how closely are dealers similar to the industries I just mentioned, where we, we know when things are coming and arriving and being shipped?
0: Let me answer it this way. I think that the OEMs are so cognizant of the fact that this, this works and works well and drives productivity within the shop that they are actually mandating. We're working with BMW as an OEM to integrate our video and text platform directly into the my bmw connected app that customers can download on their phones so they will be able to act and interact with the with the dealership through their application and bmw as, a, as an oem is actually mandating that their retailers have a solution like ours because dealers don't like stuff getting thrown getting stuff down their, their throat like like mostly it's you know we would we would recommend or we would certify this vendor and you make a decision as to whether whether or not as a retailer you want to go forward. They feel that it's so critical to the customer experience that they've mandated it at 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 BMW retailers and I see that happening
1: throughout the the OEMs in Canada and and the U.S. It's that important. I'm curious about automotive communication ecosystem or ACE for short Sure. That you helped develop for the PoliCaro Group. Of dealerships um tell me about that process what were you looking to achieve at that time as a member of the dealer group so I was I was actually in Mexico, reti-
0: happily retired when Francesco Policaro called me about two years ago and said, what would it take to get you out of retirement and come and help us out and go to market with this solution? So it had already pretty much been developed by the time I came on board a couple of years ago, Greg. But the automotive communication ecosystem w- w- was a suite of solutions that, uh, you know, really took advantage of telematic and system data that we were able to pull from the cars to create uh, efficiencies operationally at the, at the Policaro stores. And, you know, when we were telling other stores about it, it's like, well, why, why can't, can, can we get this set up for, for our store? And when I said, like it, it managed test drives and contact free test drives. And during the pandemic, that was sort of the genesis of the project was to be able to allow customers to go on test drives, but be able to monitor activity uh, and, and, the, and the location of the vehicle, and in the service department, the management of shuttles. You talked about Uber earlier, and I think that you know it, it isn't revolutionary. Uber's been doing it a long time, where we can then watch the driver, of, you know, get to our house or the mall or whatever it is to pick us up. But this doesn't exist in the in, in the dealer world. So we sort of invented the Uber-like experience for customers to be able to listen. If they book a service appointment two weeks in advance why not be able to book a shuttle at that time? And why not get a text message, you know, 10 minutes prior to the to the driver arriving and being able to watch the activity and watch the progress of the driver, much like that pizza getting delivered that you spoke about earlier. Like, this is not revolutionary. This is what customers expect now because of systems like Uber. So we're just taking advantage of technologies that we can integrate into the auto space to be able to not only give that customer the uber like experience but from a dealer's perspective manage the uh, the loaner vehicles manage rental vehicles be able to effectively charge out things like you know fuel and tolls and things like that instantly when a customer returns a a loaner or rental car and be able to recover those costs that wouldn't normally be able to recover be recovered i can give you an example at the Porsche store Porsche Center Oakville. We did a quick case study on that, and Porsche. I think it was in the, I think it was in the month of May, was able to recover sixty-five hundred dollars in fuel and four oh seven toll fees uh, in a month. So, and, and this would have just been the cost of doing business before, because it just you 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 didn't have the ability to have optics into it. And you know, when you think about the four oh seven, we did we don't get a bill for the four oh seven at the dealership for thirty days after the you know. And then if we have the customer's credit card on file and they agreed to pay four oh seven bills, third, you know, we're gonna go ahead and, and ding their credit card for the 17 bucks that they, you know, said that they would pay the dealer and they get their statement a month later. So 60 days has gone by. Those are customers that are calling, going, we didn't use the four oh seven, and we're having to then you know, credit customers, the, 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 it just was, again, I use the word brain damage when a customer, can you imagine when the customer comes back with a loaner, our system is able is intuitive enough to understand when the, when the car breaches the geofence of the store, it then calculates everything around the fuel and tolls and things like that. And then when they go to the mobility coordinator or the service writer, we integrate, we've got integration with, with a, over a dozen DMSs. So pretty much every DMS in North America, where we can then tally up uh, and, and add those charges to the overall RO, the repair order, and it's a seamless uh, process where the customer then would then just get charged out and pay, you know, either either over the air through our Komobi Pay solution or pay at the at the dealership. So cost recovery, I think, is critical to the success of this solution, and that's why I think there's a there's a real appetite for it out in the retail world.
1: We'll be right back after this short break. Everyone wants a new vehicle
2: including thieves. Across Canada, we're facing massive inventory shortages and delivery delays. This is now causing vehicle theft and carjackings to rise. In response, Diamond Coat partnered with KYCS, that stands for Keep Your Community Safe, Global Inc. to offer Invisitrack Plus, the best available stolen vehicle recovery system on the market today. This covert device can be used within your dealership to track maintain, and safeguard your assets, or it can be sold on its own as an upgraded hardware option to our Invisitrack theft deterrent labels. Working exclusively with Crime Stoppers, we're able to connect with local law enforcement almost immediately after a vehicle is reported stolen. Not only can you rely on our expansive network to help recover your vehicle, our Invisitrack Plus is also backed with warranty benefits like partial and total loss prevention, trip interruption benefits, and more with terms available up to 60 months. For more information on how you can protect your lot and offer the same great recovery benefits to your customer, visit DiamondCoat.com. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered.
1: Welcome back to the podcast where I'm speaking with Komobi's Dan Robinson. I'm curious, how rare is it to see something like this develop the way it was, sort of organically, at one dealer or one dealer group, and then be bought up by someone like Komobi. i I just wonder is it rare for a dealer to go and do this themselves because i would assume you usually buy the third party uh software from a software developer it's
0: for dealers by dealers i think is kind of is is the theme here right I, i think that dealers understood we as a dealer group understood the pain and attempted to solve to that pain and we're very effective now are dealers going to invest the kind of dollars that the Policaros invested in this probably not you know it's you're, you're talking in the in the millions of dollars in, te- in in development and technology over the course of the last 3 4 years that they've pumped into this thing so is it rare i would say absolutely i mean you look at I, there's an example like a, like dealer socket the fellows i i know the founder of dealer socket Jonathan Ord pretty well and he you know he, he admittedly he wasn't a car guy but he immersed himself for like a year year and a half in an auto dealership and worked for free for the dealer just to gain an understanding on how to build an effective CRM. So I would say that's about the only other example I could give you. But yeah, I think that software developers that are, you know, strictly out there and they're not car guys pretty much can't understand the pain that dealers go through and how to, how to solve to it. So I think it is rare, Greg, but I think that it's organic in, in the way that it grew. And then, you know, when Kamobi, we were customers of Kamobi. we have been at the at the Policaro Group for since I think like 2017. And it's been an effective solution for the Policaro Group. And we got together with the guys, the founders, Alex and Ismail, uh, and they they just saw that this was that this this made sense to them as an addition as a value add for their dealers. I mean, I think that if you're not growing, you're pretty much standing still or even going backwards. So they felt that, you know, by acquiring the ACE solution and and adding it to to the suite of, Products that they have at Komobi that that it was going to be advantageous for them. And and during the negotiations, it was kind of funny that they sort of said, "Look, at we're going to do this, but we want Dan to come along as part of the package." So it'd be like it'd be like buying a condo, furnished or unfurnished. And I think I I was sort of part of the furniture that went with it.
1: <laughs> I'm curious about this. This type of technology isn't just used for scheduling maintenance and shuttles, as you and I have just discussed. But I assume it can be used for one of the most important aspects at a dealership, and that's lead generation because, let's face it, dealers want to sell cars. So tell me about how dealers can use technology to increase sales, generate leads. Maybe what are some of the best practices, if you will?
0: From a lead generation standpoint, I think you want to go beyond the transaction, right? You want to go, you know, if you're strictly transactionally based and you're trying to fit as many deals into the 30 days that we live and die in every month, then, you know, and there are, there are dealers like that. But I think that if you start to understand that it go beyond and sort of look at the other three pillars or the other two pillars on the three, three pillar, the three-legged stool, the second pillar is creating loyalty, right? You want to create loyalty and you want to create recidivism. You want customers coming back, right? And I think that if you provide technologies to customers that make their lives easier, they're going to hesitate before they defect and go somewhere else. They're going to stay with you if you can, if you can make sure that you're providing a great customer experience. And then lastly, is how do you then turn those loyal customers into your advocates, into your brand ambassadors, right? How do you, you know, make sure that you are you're, you're, you're tapping into their circle of influence? and getting customers to talk about you. And social media has been a big, big part of that, allowing customers to share experiences within their own circle to be able to promote the dealership. So leads get generated very organically through being aggressive and, and looking for things like reviews, things like customer testimonials, getting feedback from customers, which uh, our group is very, very good at. So, can you generate specific leads with technology? Sure, sure you can. I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of tracking that goes on on websites where you can track customer behavior and then you know get back to those customers with those sorts of technologies. Ours specifically isn't a, isn't a you know a lead generation tool so much as it is when a customer comes into the dealership. You're able to then, you know, provide them with a premium experience, both on the sales and the, and the service side.
1: So what's next in the software as a service industry for automotive or better yet, where does Komobi go from here? What's next on Komobi's agenda? So one of the
0: things that we're really excited about that's on our horizon or product roadmap is our ability now that we have. So we got rid of we pivoted away when I got back and started to quarterback this. I realized very, very quickly that. To be a SaaS provider, you needed to get rid of hardware, Greg. Like hardware is not in the SaaS makeup, right? I mean, it's just not. And part of our solution was reliant on an OBD2 device being installed in the vehicle that was a- able to transmit all of that system information that was critical to the success of the product. And I said, "We listen, we have to be able to do this without those devices. So we sort of pumped the brakes on development and said, how do we go about getting all of that telematic information over the air? Because we knew it existed. It's just a question of who is going to provide it to us at the OEM level. And it's funny because we we, uh, we entered into uh, early, I guess it was probably January, into the Porsche Data Cup. And the Porsche Data Cup, it was its second year. And we you know, we entered it in this Porsche Data Cup. If you Google it, it's, it's you know, Porsche's looking for entrepreneurs to be able to use connected vehicle data to help uh, consumers, right? And 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 the insurance game is now using it, you know, to provide customers with better rates on insurance if they're good drivers. So they monitor driver behavior over the air. We, we were lucky enough to have won the Porsche Data Cup this year. So that provides us with access to system data over the air, OTA it's called, with Porsche vehicles. And now BMW is assisting us in going down that same path to access system data for their vehicles in North America without the use of these OBD2 devices. So we're going down the road. Uh, we're talking with Ericsson, which provides all the sim cars for Volvo and, and getting And So we're, we're going down the road of, of, of slowly but surely acquiring all of the OEMs that we need to go to market with this effectively. Where is it going to answer that part of the question? You know, it's funny because... Uh, earlier this year, there's a great example, and 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 I've been talking a lot about Porsche, so I'll continue that they were able to over the air update 54,000 uh, Cayennes in North America with us with a small system update in their in the settings of the CPU of the vehicle, and they were able to just broadcast that to the to the vehicles and have the vehicles ingest that that update and update their systems all on their own. So when you think about the savings, I mean, it's probably in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars. When you think about having to then, I don't know, mail out or email the customer with the update that needed to be required, book a service appointment with your dealership, come into the dealership, have them plug it into, you know, the to to, to update the day. I mean, it's just... When you think about where where it's going, and we take stuff like that for granted, I think Greg, like you, your iOS system on your on your phone, you know, gets updated over the air at two in the morning when you're sleeping, and you wake up and the and the things and the thing is updated. That's kind of revolutionary in the auto space, and, and um, when you think about the efficiencies operationally at the o, at the OEM and at the dealer level, and how does it benefit the customer? Those are things that that are are being served up to customers now to give them that experience.
1: Dan, it's a fascinating story, a wonderful story of how Ace and Komobi got together and how you helped develop it. I'm glad you came on to talk about that, but also where this technology is going and how it can be used to and for and by dealers. So I appreciate your time immensely. My pleasure, Greg. Thanks very much for having me. Anytime. I want to thank Dan for being my guest this week. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes and Google Play or on our website, AutomotiveNews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.